Good evening, Cislerato. Good evening, Lesiba, as well. I mean, it's obvious what we're going to be talking about here. The Health MEC. What do you make of what the nation is talking about? I'm minded to not have an opinion at this stage, although I do have. But but let's hear it from the unions first. Lerato first, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us, AFM. I don't believe you and I have spoken, and I appreciate you taking time to engage us on this platform. What are your thoughts in relation to what the nation is talking about? Um, good evening, Sonezo, and good evening to the SAFM listeners. I think um, uh, the MEC of South in Limpopo is obviously one controversial character. Um, I think recently there was a, a very popular uh, clip that people took from TV, but it was talking about the ANC, where ANC is saying they will be marching um, if ESCOM doesn't end load shedding. I think all of us were a bit thrown, thrown back because we're thinking, is it not the ANC that is in the ruling party that is supposed to catch the ESCOM to shape and allow us to have um, um, lights in our houses and in our hospitals. And when they are the complainants, what does that say? Now, really, when we come to the issue of the MEC, when you are given that power, that political power to turn things around in your province, we are not also expecting you to be crying like civilians. We are expecting you to say, here is a gross problem. The problem that we are facing is shortage of staff. We are sitting with facilities that are uh, that are that crowded. We are sitting with infrastructure that can no longer take the population explosion that we are currently having. We we not expecting you to also be a whiner and a complainer, but we put we put politicians and we put people in positions of authority so that they can help in finding solutions and not really be there to point fingers and more than anything else, be grandstanding and humiliating people on the videos that um, are attuned for you to get a popular position. I think we are very clear to say um, it's unfortunate that the leadership that is put forward as the ANC is really now coming to show us exactly that they cannot deliver. All right. Thank you so much, Lerato. Appreciate your early remarks. Lesiba Munyaki from Denosa, perhaps on the same line of questioning, um, we, you know what we're talking about, the MEC for Health in Limpopo, Bobi Ramatuba, and the stuff that is circulating in mainstream as well as social media, her lambasting staff members at the facility. What do you make of that? Thank you very much for having us, and good evening. Indeed, brother. First of all, yeah, let, let, let me also... Uh, Read uh, my fellow comrade Lerato right. Look, l- l- let's put it clear. First of all, our ADC is not a nurse. And uh, being not a nurse, she must accept that she knows nothing about nursing, how nurses work and how nurses are supposed to work. That is the first thing. Secondly, maybe we might need to check if ever. They, in some near future, they should. There could be a ministry for uh, a ministry for nurses, because every time our MSP is seen on the media platform, it's when she's attacking nurses and not any other personnel. So that's why that's why we are saying maybe she wants a ministry so that she can be MSP for nurses. That is the first thing that we must put it clear that uh, 
she must accept that uh, she, she, she she will only know how nurse, how nurses operate unless she asks nurses, not just to go to the media platform. And then, uh, like for example, it was unfortunate for her to be saying three nurses are assisting one patient. Look, those nurses, we 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 have got a scope of practice. That that will that will say. When a woman is in labor, ordinarily any woman who is in labor must be attended by a minimum of two midwives. On that particular day, there were only three midwives. And here we are talking about a difficult labor. In, ca- in, in case of a difficult labor, now the minimum of two midwives will fall off. It will mean we must double effort. Unfortunately, there were only three midwives. Who had to attend to make sure that they preserve both lives, the life of a pregnant woman who was supposed to deliver, and the child that we are expecting. So they must manage that patient. That is something that she does not know as a scope of practice of us as nurses. Now she goes out to say three nurses are busy with one patient. That is something that we must correct. All right. Secondly, yeah. Secondly, look, we, we are not saying she must not call order. She must not discipline people. But a professional as she is, she's also one of the former leaders. She knows very well that the platform was not correct. But it's not the way you discipline people because it, it, it defeats the purpose. Because today I went to the very same facility, those nurses that were portrayed without concern in the media, they are traumatized, they are no longer doing their work properly. Soon they will be seeing the psychologists. They won't be going to work because they've been degraded. They are receiving calls, threatening calls. They are no longer seen as nurses because of the wrong information that the NEC portrayed, that the NEC was shared in the social media, which is viewed by millions and millions of South Africa. And we put it on record that that was very, the content is, is misleading. It is not the correct uh, picture of what was happening in that facility. I'll tell you what we will do now. We have to take a break. It's 20 past. My guest this evening, Leratom Tunzi Haitu, Lesiba Munyaki, whose voice you've just heard, Denosa. We're talking about the health MEC's response to what she found at the healthcare facility and the video that, or the videos rather, that are going around. We are engaging if whether or not that was the best possible approach or if whether it's not a case of you have to break a couple of eggs to make the omelet the conversation continues is it grandstanding is it unfortunate malpractice your thoughts after the break hashtag what does batupili mean to you if you read section 195 of the constitution public administration and how it should be run every organ of state really should be engaging its service to the people along the lines enshrined it is an obligation not something which is permissive it is something that is Absolutely peremptory. You've got to do it. Section 195 of the Constitution lays down the foundation of the nine basic principles that are enshrined in Batupil. And specifically now, following an impromptu visit to a Retabili clinic in Pulugwane, uh, MEC Ramatuba is quoting the headlines, if this conversation is anything to go by, from Lerado and Lesiba for the wrong reasons. Let's talk about the word that you used earlier on, Lerado, grandstanding. Earlier on, I said, don't you have to break a couple of eggs to make the omelette? Here's why I'm asking this, and perhaps you can respond in more detail in relation to why you still maintain, if you would, the position that it is grandstanding. There is no doubting that the public health care system is under pressure. And I'll make a couple of concessions in relation to what could be contributing or what is contributing to that, particularly Limbobo province. 
It's a province that is now at the border of South Africa and Zimbabwe, parts of Mozambique as well as Botswana. It has that inherent problem of a home affairs issue, porous borders, becoming a Limpopo government issue, not least access to healthcare services if you perhaps engage the healthcare services that are not necessarily as available in those countries to which I've made reference. Among a whole host of other challenges that are inherent in the largely rural province that Limpopo is. You have a situation where public servants are being called to account. An impromptu visit, I think, by and large, is something to be welcomed as opposed to be unwelcome. Here is the MEC going to check out a facility that is within her province, if you like, or within her mandate. She finds things that she should not be finding there. It could be a variety of issues that have led to that. But is the MEC not supposed to express the frustration that comes with finding a healthcare facility? Ezra Tabula Clinic was, in her assessment, not what a healthcare facility should be. What about that then becomes grandstanding? How she expressed that frustration? So, well, I think what what you must appreciate is that unannounced visits and announced visits will always be welcomed mm. from from heads of state, from anybody. To be very honest, especially for healthcare facilities. But I'm I'm glad that you are you are mentioning that we all, as the general public, up to the high echelons of health, understand why we are where we are. Health is truly not funded. Otherwise, you'd be sitting with beautiful facilities, would be having, would not be coming on radio and shouting shortage of staff and staffing norms that are not correct. Uh, the issue of borders, again, goes back to the ruling party that the borders are porous and our constitution is allowing, is saying everyone that is in our land is entitled to health care. So having said that, we are we are expecting politicians, which are the big problem, which are the major part of why we are where we are today, to be understanding why we are in the situation and finding remedies around fixing the situation. We are mentioning that Tropile principle. One of the key things in that Tropile principle is uh, the principle of redress. It's being able to see problems and solving them. But if you're going to stand in front of patients around colleagues and, and tell us that when, when you were NEC, when you were ASEO, you would, if a bus falls, you would be, uh, and, and screaming at the top of your voice, you'd have been leaving the office and coming to, to, the, to, to casualty. It makes no sense because it says again, I think Lisiba said it nicely, you do not understand how nursing operates, you do not understand how hospital operates. When there is a bus that has fallen in the road, we need people that are administrative to be able to divert patients to other facilities to be making contact with EMS. We need more hands on deck, somebody who is at the offices to be calling for additional hands. We need a lot of administrative, but it's not everyone touching the patient because otherwise it means legs and the ones that are in different units must be doing the same thing. That's not how it works. May I please so, interrupt uh, you without taking away what you probably want to advance, sure. and I make allowance for that. 
Perhaps I should be somewhat clearer. I, 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 I accept what you are saying, and I think there's broad consensus across the political spectrum that these challenges are there. Let's, for a moment, move away from the politically specific issues to which you make relevant reference. ANC-led government has created these problems. We are talking about a healthcare facility that, for me, or you, or Lesiba for that matter, when you get there, you'll be consulted, there'll be certain service standards that accord, there will be the sufficient access, not waiting four or five hours, not least as a pregnant person, the courtesy that comes with that, the information that you are given so that you can manage your time and expectations, openness and transparency comes from that, and redress in instances where perhaps you, the institution or the facility has fallen short of those service standards, among other things, and value for money where payment is necessary. And the fact that value for money in terms of how much time and money it takes for the typical rural patient in South Africa to access healthcare facility. In the sum of all of that, the patients that Ramatuba in this instance was ostensibly representing, she was airing that frustration, saying it can't happen that the leader of the, at a time of an emergency is the one that is absent. I don't think there can be disagreement around that. If face masks, hardly required, are still being sold, it begs the question, why are they being sold? Who is benefiting from this? And why, of all places, at a healthcare facility, are they being sold by, if the allegation is true, by security officials, at least? Who are they representing? And if they are not representing anybody but themselves, what about the hospital management to intervene? Because it can't possibly be that Ramatuba's impromptu announced arrival is the one that's going to discover that before the healthcare officials at the facility would discover that. The, the question I'm asking is her frustration not the kind of frustration that every South African feels? And even to the point of saying, you know what, we can forgive what misgivings Ura Matuba might have brought into how she engaged the matter. The fact that she was engaging the matter with the kind of passion we saw on display, would that not be the pri priority or the more important in what we saw against what competing interests are in the balance? That's my question. Look, Samuel, um, the, the passion that you are, you are, you are interpreting um, to us, it's absolutely disrespect. And it's also um, not just disrespect, but it's, it's utter disregard of the great work that this skeleton staff is doing in this hospital, or in this clinic, particularly in this hospital. This is not a crisis. This is not an emergency. On a daily basis, those men and women in uniform, they sit in the hospital that is overcrowded. And women who are pregnant, they come as early as 3 a.m. to queue because the services that we are giving our people is that of substandard, is of mediocre. The reality of the matter is that, unfortunately, it's not just rehabilitation in all our clinics. Every, we, we can't even call it a state of disaster. You know when we accepted abnormal things to be normal? And I made earlier an example of from where you are almost, we are such a disciplined nation that even if when it's lotion, you're like, what time is it going to end, by the way? How many hours are we into it? In our hospitals, our healthcare workers, the Bacarirega to sort of resume work. And resume it because it doesn't matter how much you scream, how much you shout, the authorities simply don't care. I'm including Ramatuba in that, that when you are here, you are saying as a healthcare professional, I'm here to do what I can do, the bare minimum, because if we are three, if we are three and the ratio on primary healthcare or on maternity, 
at least on a day, primary hospital one is to 30, maternity is two women, we see the service, two women is to one, but we are three. It means we can only service two. But you know what? We're going to service a thousand people. Mm. And we're not, we're not going to even look at them in the eyes. We're not even going to smile with them. We're not even going to show them that care that is needed because we just want mm. to get over and done with the two. It can't be normal. So the, for me, that's not passion. It's actually saying, I don't see what you're doing, and I know I'm the cause of this problem. I'm a little disappointed you think me engaging a point and asking for your views on what I posit as a question, as opposed to a substantive submission betraying my belief or view, you will see as disrespectful. I, I don't like us getting to a degenerative state of debate if it's going to be ad hominem, as you are now suggesting I'm being disrespectful. I'm asking for engagement. I'm no, asking no, I'm, for it. Let me correct that, Sonia. I'm not saying you. I'm making an analogy with the... With the no, with you said, Sonia, so you are disrespectful. No, and no, no, that no, analogy no, could have come I'm, through in your earlier submission without me having to engage this question, Sisi. I'm not at all against anything here. I am for the reason of my being here, unearthing information and the contestation of ideas around that. Let's take a, let's take a couple of calls. I beg your pardon. I've got... Something stuck in my throat. I beg your pardon for that, dear listeners. We have two calls. Mike in Newlands, you're up first. So, dear sir, hi, good evening. How are you well? Indeed, sir. How are you? No, all good. Thanks mm. so much. And just a quick quick comment I want to make. Uh, I'm enjoying the debate, and it's a frustrating one, and I'm just so grateful that I'm not a victim or have to be somebody who uses the government healthcare system. But there was something that your guest said, uh, about, or I think it was you were commenting about the fact that it's not the ANC or... Uh, that as a result of the fact that we have a failed health care system. My, my point is this. It's actually not about the ANC, believe it or not. It's about the fact that we have no uh, consequences, uh, as we do in every other department in this government or every other ministry in this government. There are no consequences because the Minister of Health is not appointed by the people or a constituency within the gov- within the of of the voting electorate, it, the, the minister of health is appointed by the president, and the the, the he would be a minister he would be a, a an elected uh, MP first, and he is not elected and appointed by the people. He is appointed by the government of the day. So what's happened is we have a minister of health. Who's, who's elected or appointed by the president to be a minister of health out of the selection of members of parliament, which are appointed by the government of the day. So consequently, uh, I hope I'm making sense here, the people are not able to dismiss the MP or the Minister of Health. They have no say over to whether he, they feel that they are getting the service that they want. And this reflects so badly, and this is reflecting in the conversation that you're having now, is that the people have no say. We have to put up with what we get because we cannot dismiss the ministers, nor can we dismiss the minister, the, the MPs that are elected into parliament because they're not elected by us, the people. They're elected and put there by mm. the government of the day. I Thanks get what you're saying, people. Mike. No, I appreciate that. Perhaps Mrs. Larado or Lesiba will respond to that because I certainly am no politically um, noused person to the extent that I can offer any substantive engagement of it other than to say this. One, it probably is a point that could be better addressed by the um, independent candidates who come and represent constituencies or constituency-based public service. That's probably the conversation to which this argument you are raising, Mike, could lead us to. Alternatively, it would and could work 
if political branches were as responsible as they are supposed to be in ensuring that all those cadres in the context of cadre deployment who are deployed where those branches have got access to those services, public services that require public service and where such public service is absent to raise it accordingly within the channels of the party that in that area is the one that controls, if you like, access to those positions. I'm saying, again, against the qualifier that I probably would have missed the mark because in terms of my political nurse, I'm a little off the mark. Lesiba, let us come to you because I haven't spoken to you in a while. I beg your pardon for that, but this is the nature of the engagement. You've heard the engagement, and you certainly did mention something which, absolutely, I relate to that. I relate to that because my mothers, my aunts and my in-laws of my this, that, and the other. As an African person, I can relate with the nursing profession just as I can with the teaching profession and the police profession because at least that's where the generations and generation before us were probably limited to access decent quality lifestyles through nursing, among others. And I can get those frustrations. And absolutely, the lack of resources would be demoralizing even for the most passionate person out there. I am asking then in the context of everything that Lerato has said, how do we change this? Because you can change a poppy tomorrow and you put someone else in there who's not going to do that. It's not going to change, if nothing else changes, the experience of what is happening in healthcare facilities. Okay. Thank you very much. Look, <clears throat> uh, first of all, we cannot run the department in the social media. Because once you want to go to the social media, it means you must over-exaggerate some of the things. That is exactly what has happened. That is number one. Secondly, in, in, in each and every department or any organization, there are stakeholders that need to be engaged. For example, as DINOSA, we are nurses. Predominantly, all of us in DINOSA, we are nurses. We know what is it that is certain around our patients. But now, failure. For example, I want to put it on record that many attempts have failed for us to have a fruitful engagement or a meeting with the MEC. For some time, so it's been a while. So this is another, it's another loophole that makes all this thing go astray. Secondly, you know, uh, 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 our, our health system in Limpopo, if, if, if measures are not being taken, it will soon collapse. Let me just give you a picture. Sure. In, in Limpopo, we've got more than 400 clinics, primary health care. That is where ordinary poor people will afford to go. It's mm. free. It's next to them. But out of, four, out of more than 400 clinics, you must get this one clear, more than 400 clinics, only less than 20 of them are providing 24-hour service. What mm-hmm. I'm trying to say mm-hmm. is that less than 20 clinics are open now as we speak, out of 400 clinics in a predominantly rural, rural province. The main reason why are those clinics are not, uh, are not open are as follows. One is shortage of staff, mm-hmm. infrastructure. The rest will follow. Now, it is in this province that, 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 the, that the province has got a college that trains nurses. And after training nurses for free, Using, using the public servants or, or the public text. After that, the province does not absorb those nurses. They go after, after completing quality nurses, four-year course nurses. They will go to other provinces, to private sector, to, to, I, mean, I mean, because the government cannot be able to, 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 to absorb them. Thirdly, the reason why you see the MEC is all over, trying to fix nursing, which I'm telling you, she will never fix it. 
She will only fix it only if she can appoint a nursing, a chief nursing officer. Which other provinces have already done that? Because a chief nursing officer is a nurse, it's a chief nurse that will be looking on nursing issues and advise her accordingly. These are some of the things that will assist her. And some of uh, some of her cries, we understand, she's a bit frustrated. That's why she's what she's the method that she's using. We call it displacement, shifting anger and frustration to a weaker or or, or mm. inferior mm. inferior uh, 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 object. In this case, L- let me interrupt you there. Is, sorry, sorry, Lassie, but let me interrupt you there. I think you and Cislerato are certainly, and for that matter, I am on board. Essentially, I am understanding that then there are two issues here. There are problems that are inherent in the healthcare system, and then there are ways to address those problems. Here, the issue clearly, from your perspectives, is that how she went about her business is completely wrong because right now she's not at that healthcare facility. Nothing she went there to fix or ostensibly to see as a problem, the problem now itself is still there. Nothing has been fixed. Yes. And which is more? It is probably worse because now you've got all these people who are working there, the healthcare practitioners, nurses, administrators, the likes, sufficiently demoralized because they go back to these communities that are open, close quote, under-servicing. They now know who they are. They've been lambasted by the MEC and the general morale would be low, not just within them, but also the healthcare facility and those who report to them is low. I accept that, no dispute. But is it, this is why I asked that question, this is not a posit, it is a question. Is it sometimes not necessary to break a couple of eggs ultimately to make the omelette? Because the conversation, first of all, is happening. Now we know there are these challenges at Tabil. Now we are using this platform to further advocate for the resource constraints that the province is stressed by. And this now is an invitation, albeit the long way, an invitation nonetheless, for the administration, make of that what you will, to re-engage this conversation, be it at provincial level, be it departmental level, nationwide, or even as higher office as that of the president. Because, I mean, if you're looking at your healthcare outcomes, these are the lived and lived experiences of the people. That's a separate issue, and that needs some form of momentum. So, Uramatuba has given us this opportunity, just as she did the last time when she wrongly, obviously, engaged that patient from Zimbabwe. But it was a valid point nonetheless, because you've got illegal immigrants causing strain on the public system. And then Usongezo and you cannot access that system for which our taxes goes to because somebody else has access to that. Think about that. I'm going to play five voice notes, please. And then I'm going to ask you to round up. First is Lerado against the question I've asked and the five voice notes coming through. And when you respond, that will also be your final comment. All right. Thank you. First voice note. Uh, good evening, Songezo and our guest. Let us be honest with ourselves. The conduct of the MEC in Limpopo, Dr. Povbi Ramatuba, was unprofessional and uncalled for. The MEC, as the leader, should have dealt with this issue professionally and called the staff members to address them in private and not humiliate the staff members in public. It's totally uncalled for. I think the Premier of the province must take decisive action against the MEC. Thank you. Good evening, Songezo. The MEC is doing a wonderful job. As a matter of fact, I wish all other provinces had 
an MEC of health that is able to remind healthcare workers why they are where they are. Because you'll be shocked. Nurses treat patients badly. Everybody knows that. It is as if they are doing you a favor. I've seen old people being told to go home because it's half past three, they want to knock off at four. I've seen that MEC, your panel must stop saying things that are not right about that lady. Ah, it's terrorists here. Um, look, uh, what I'm saying is that uh, what uh, the MEC is doing is quite correct. That's what we need, constant monitoring. And um, what this guy uh, from uh, your guest, from Tutinosa, uh, or Nessie something, um, is saying is uh, it's really not not on because you, you don't need to know each and every little detail in your department um, for you to, to have a say or to manage. Um, as long as it is within your scope um, and your area of control, you've got the right to question, even the cleaner, the sweeper, the cooker, uh, because that is within your area of control. So she was right. Poppy was right. Good evening, Songeso. I know the MECs are showing us who's in charge, who has more power. If they are not shouting at the, 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 the so-called illegal immigrant, they are shouting at the staff. Oh, this is poor. Surely must be ashamed of herself when you look at this video. So unnecessary. Very, very poor. That's permanent Kuruma. On the viewpoint. There seems to be a split consensus as to the conduct of the MEC. Without asking any further questions, you've obviously heard the views from home, and I did ask a, a question earlier, or at least I made a contribution. So, Slarado, first of all, I beg your pardon, you have been a guest. In fact, you did the hashtag Tuesday Takeover, so I'm sorry for not remembering. What that simply means is you probably need to come back and we can rekindle an old love radio affair. But what are your thoughts against everything that I've asked and that the listeners have said as you close off? I think it's true that the last we and some would up to say, um, yes, indeed, we are, we are special. I think maybe we will recommend to say that the views, even on, on the ground, even on the workers, they are really uh, people that agree that we need to be jacked up a little bit. But there are those people that say there's a way of doing it. But um, I, I, I think maybe my part in short needs to be that um, we would not be able to condone a behavior if it came from a healthcare professional, whether a doctor or nurse that would be treating patients in that manner, no matter what pressure or what stress levels they are under they are under or they are frustrated so we also not expecting the same um behavior from those who are in positions of power and positions of authority i think the MEC must actually um do some serious self-introspection and call it up to order even we, I, we don't even say the premium of quality order because she's not doing this for the first time they've become her way of um, dealing with issues, I don't think it's kosher. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Sisla Ratom Tunzi of the Union. Hi, too. Final comment. 
Thank you very much. First of all, uh, Songes, two wrongs will never make a right. Even if she was having a good cause, but the way she did, it defeats the purpose. That is not the way we need to recommend people. Because as I've said, the nurses that she was shouting at, they are no longer providing good participation care. That is the fact. We still have to do damage control there. So it does not justify the behavior in itself. As the NOSA, we are going, we are still saying we, we, we condemn that behavior. Even we are not saying people must not be, must not be uh, reprimanded. But we want to put it on record that there was nothing wrong that happened at the Retaville clinic. Nothing wrong that nurses have done. Just because the, the MEC just went in there without collecting information, then she reacted without even editing her, I mean, checking her, I mean, checking her, her video. She, she just sent the video. So there are few things that the MEC can do. First of all, she must fix the department. First of all, I, I still repeat, for her to be to to, to be well to, to I mean to be well uh, informed and advised, she must make sure that she fills the position of a chief officer. Then our issues, the, she, her issues with nurses will be very much minimal. Let's make it a point that all the nurses that are trained be absorbed. She must also make sure that all managers that are on acting positions they must be appointed permanently. So that as, as and when she wants she wants to blame them or she wants them to account, they can really account for that. Lastly, mm. that there's just there's still a lot. They, I mean, uh, 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 the Department of Health in Purple does not need panel beating; it needs overruling. If it can also be from the managerial side, let let it, let it be like that, because. We will soon come here to this very same uh, program, talking about a department that will be under administration, and we don't want we, we, we don't want to to go there. Our nurses, likely our nurses, are still motivated. They they, they are used to the MECs, they are used to the, to the MECs behavior, but we are we are no longer going to tolerate it any any further. I think that should be seriously, that the message must be seriously heard that uh, we are no longer well. going to tolerate this type of behavior to our nurses in some case. I appreciate your comments. I certainly do. And I appreciate the depth with which you have advanced your points, both you and Cislerato, and as well as the listeners for participating and engaging as you have. There's obviously more on this topic that we could engage. Unfortunately, time does not allow. During the course of the show, I will engage some of the voice notes and text messages that have since come through as we continue to breathe on this topic. After the break, we start the conversation next, the impact of technology on the agri-sector in Kenya. It's probably a conversation we'll finish in the new hour.